Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. It's Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski back with you on a Saturday morning. You're behind on your NFL draft prep? Did I hear that right? Well, you've come to the right place. You'll hear from four excellent analysts and bettors in a few moments. Charles Davis from CBS and NFL.com. Mike Dettelier puts out an outstanding draft guide yearly. He's from the Bayou, so I can listen to this guy talk all day long. We'll hear from him in a little bit. Will Brinson at CBSSports.com is all over all the leaking info. Has a ton of bets in the hopper. He'll share them. And the Bear, Chris Felica at ESPN. The Kentucky Derby, by the way, next Saturday, we'll discuss the run for the roses with our friend Jim Miller. Let's lead off with NFL win totals. They have opened at most sites. They're not taking a ton of money on these win totals at this juncture, but it gives us a nice gauge on the opinion of the Bears out there. And it is not good, as you may have suspected. Not good at all, unless you think that you can make some money on this, betting the over or the under. The number is seven. Seven. As you know, no longer seven and nine a push. That means the push is going to be seven in ten in the 2021 season, and it is not juiced to either side. Books are kind of saying, okay, you can drive this money whichever direction you'd like. 
the company the Bears keep with win totals of seven. The Giants and the Falcons also at seven. The list of win totals suggests the Bears are better than five teams right now. Texans have the lowest win total at four and a half. Lions at five. Okay, that's good. Bears get them twice. Lions at five. Eagles, Jets, Jaguars all at six and a half. A lot of optimism surrounding Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and their new head coaches. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, We'll have all spring and summer to ponder that Bears win total of seven, Um, but don't Shoot the messenger, just passing it along. The NFL Draft has become one of the premier betting events over the last couple of years. Remember, a year ago, it was the only game in town, sporting events that you could actually bet on, or at least the ones that you were interested in, assuming you weren't betting on marble races or KBO baseball at 4 a.m. And I do have to give credit to the sports books with all the creativity that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. If you're into studying mock drafts, Chasing rumors, reports from newsmakers, this is the perfect betting event for you. Because uh, if you're on top of it, you're addicted to the sports news, you're on Twitter, you can put yourself in a position where you almost can't lose on certain bets by reacting quickly and getting numerous big underdogs. We're not going to cry for the house on this show, as the popularity of betting the NFL draft has grown exponentially. They keep saying that they lose on the event because it isn't a sporting event. It's just following news, following information. Let's hear from NFL on CBS analyst Charles Davis. You hear him call games. He studies college tape and has his latest mock posted on NFL.com. He joined me on my BetQL Daily Show, and I asked Charles Davis about his selection of Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields going to Atlanta under a new regime, CD explains. Because I believe in Justin Fields' ability, talent. I think that we are in that season that you pointed out so well that, you know, what's the rumor? What's this? What's that? You know, are, do we believe in this? Well, I believe what I've watched. When I've watched this kid, I believe in his toughness. I believe in his ability to move. And Arthur Smith, the new head coach, had a ton of success with the, for lack of a better term, reclamation project that was Ryan Tannehill, that probably we've forgotten was a top 10 draft pick. You know, I mean, Ryan Tannehill was a number one pick and blossomed under Arthur Smith. Movement plays, right? Able to get out of the pocket, able to throw off a bootleg and play action. That fits Justin Fields to a T, and he's a better athlete than Tannehill is. Now, don't forget, Ryan Tannehill played receiver in college and did it quite well. So he's a heck of an athlete. Fields is a better athlete and bigger and, and, and more powerful. So I just like that fit. And Matt Ryan is getting near that time. Brand new team, brand new head coach. It's getting near that time for Matt Ryan. And you don't have to start him right away. Matt Ryan can be your guy. But let's face it, if you take a guy at four, how long is he going to sit? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we tell that lie to ourselves every year. Hey, we're going to take a guy in the top five. And he's going to sit behind the grizzled veteran. We're going to redshirt him. He's going to learn. And by game three, he's playing. So to me, you've kind of wasted two games of development by sitting him. If you either sit him for the year or don't. I'm pulling up your mock draft right now, but I guess that means you've got the Niners taking Mac Jones at three, and it does. Do you Are you surprised by that? Obviously, you think that's what's going to happen. Is that what you think should happen? 
I don't think it should happen. I would take Fields or Lance before I would take Mac Jones. But I also understand how these things work. We've all seen it. You know, the four of us together over the years, think to yourself, how many times have you seen a team take a player rated behind other people at his position? And you thought to yourself, that's a curious selection. But those teams believe in that guy. You know, they believe he fits their system, fits what they're doing, fits what they're coaching. And to me, this is a very specific move, if indeed it happens, by Kyle Shanahan. I don't know that it will happen. Look, remember, they went to Mac Jones's pro day, did San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, on the same day that Justin Fields had his first pro day at Ohio State. But they were also able to get Justin Fields to have a second pro day and Trey Lance to have a second pro day, which in a year like this you had to do because you couldn't have, as you pointed out, private individual workouts. So you have to have pro days, which allows everyone to come. We're fooling ourselves if we don't think San Francisco had heavy influence on them having second pro days. That allowed them to see all of them up close, in person, get around those kids, get a sense. That's why I kept telling my colleagues, you guys, I understand the Mac Jones. I get it. And that's why I have him penciled in there. Okay. But there's still an opportunity for San Francisco to go the other direction. I used two examples. Mike Tomlin was not supposed to be head coach of Pittsburgh Steelers, as you guys know. He wasn't even close to the leader in the clubhouse, right? He came way off the pace, won it in the interview, wowed him, got the job, and they've had great success. Urban Meyer was never supposed to coach at Notre Dame. Skip Holtz begged his father, Lou, for an opportunity to interview. And Lou told him, I've got my guy. I'm not interviewing this guy. Skip got his knees begged. He met with Urban Meyer, kicked the other guy to the curb and hired Urban Meyer and started him on his way. All I'm saying is when you spend the extra time, Maybe you find out something you didn't know before. I put Mac Jones in there because that's where the tea leaves are right now, but it's not necessarily a lock. So when you evaluate Trey Lance, what do you, I don't really love player comps, but who would be a player comp for Trey Lance? Do you see some Josh Allen in them? Maybe some Jordan Love? Because a lot of people out there haven't really seen a whole lot of Trey Lance, but on some of these mocks, we see him going as high as fifth, sixth, and then, you know, some late teens, early twenties, and uh, even in the second round. Yeah, I've, I've totally, for me, it's totally Josh Allen. And I would have him rated well ahead of Jordan Love coming out if they were in the same class, the whole deal. I mean, this kid fascinates me, guys, because the size, the build, the speed, the ability to run the football, throwing it. And I use the Josh Allen for a lot of the same reasons that they all had to go through. Josh Allen coming out of high school wasn't recruited. Trey Lance coming out of high school was recruited, but told by the bigs, what? Linebacker safety, we'd love you there. So they had to prove themselves. Both of them went to schools off the beaten path. I know North Dakota State's a power, but they're not a power in, you know, the traditional sense, right? They're power in one double A. Had to prove themselves that way. Both of them doubted. And what's what's crept into the narrative that I've heard that surprises me a little is accuracy with Trey Lance. I thought the accuracy issue was much more a legitimate conversation with Josh Allen. But, okay, let's throw that in there, too, if you want to. We've seen Josh Allen improve and do things that we never thought quarterbacks would do. Would he improve 16 percentage points from year one to year three? That's almost unheard of. Trey Lance, to me, could be transformative like that as well. And for me, Lawrence is the clear number one, but Lance is the one that excites me the most. 
Charles, uh, one of the debates going on with, with a lot of people, and something that you can actually bet on is the tied teammates, the wideouts, Waddle and Devontae Smith. Where are they going to go? And you have them going back to back at 11 and 12. Uh, was that a tough call for you? It, it was, and it's a very difficult call because, you know, what's your flavor on it? Waddle coming off of the ankle. Remember, Waddle was the feature guy before he got hurt. And then, of course, Devontae Smith took over and won the Heisman and did it when coverages were kicked towards him and he still found his way open. You guys remember when Marquise Lee was in school at USC? Yeah. You remember that monster year he had, I think his sophomore year? I went back and looked at his numbers from that season. They are almost identical to Devontae Smith. I think their catches, the number of catches is separated by one. is like 117 and 118. The yardage is very similar. The touchdowns decided in Devontae Smith's favor, but they are a similar build, except, you know, he's bigger. I look out, darn, almost everyone's bigger, especially after the latest weigh-in for Devontae Smith. But I wonder if some of that is the finger and the recovery and maybe not spending enough time in the weight room because he had to recover and couldn't do it. But still, he's not going to be a big, big guy, but he is tough as nails. But for me, Waddle with the explosion, ability to run just a little bit better, I think that may entice people to to grab him first, but we'll see. CBS analyst Charles Davis on BetQL Daily. You can hear us live 9 a.m. to noon on the Odyssey app and watch us on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Or simply subscribe to the BetQL Daily podcast and listen at your leisure. The third pick the story right now in the NFL draft till we know for sure what the Niners are going to do there. WWL analyst Mike Dettelier puts out a yearly draft guide and he took a left turn with what he thinks will happen with that third selection and he believes there's a non-zero chance that one of these early quarterbacks could be entering the NFC North. Take a listen. When I went to print was the day of the trade. I have been told by a source that I trust immensely um, who covers the 49ers. He told me point blank, John Lynch wants Trey Lance. And so that's what I went with, you know, because had I had to redo the first round uh, because of it. And so that's where I went with it. And then now this has swung to Mac Jones and, you know, they're attending Justin Fields' pro day and Trey Lance's pro day. In the end, I think it's Trey Lance. Wow. Whew. Mike, I like that. I, I, I like that a lot. You're the only one saying that. Very interesting. I am curious, how do you compare what Mac Jones did last year to what Joe Burrow did the year before? Because it seems like everybody hates Mac Jones, but everybody loved Burrow, and they had pretty similar years. Well, I don't think it's the love-hate thing is – as much as where you're going to pick Mac. Cause I wrote this back in December and people was like, you crazy. I said, he's a surefire top 20 pick. And people were like, what are you talking about? That's no way. You know, he can't move. He can't do this. Can't do that. I was like, all I know is, man, I've watched a lot of sec football. And I told this to coach O uh, days before I wrote it. I said, man, I said, but babe, uh, I never thought I'd see a guy throw the football as well as Burrow did a year ago. Not, yeah, I saw it back-to-back years. And uh, he said, it's almost like watching a guy in a skeleton drill. The ball will touch the ground. And so the one thing with Joe, the advantage he had was his mobility skills. 
I think he had the ability to move, sidestep, run with the football. Mac's not a bad athlete, but he's certainly not a runner, and he's certainly not someone uh, to make a lot of plays off of that movement. I always have a great concern about that. People say, well, Tom Brady does. Well, if you watch Tom, the one thing he does really well, similar to Peyton Manning, is he sort of sidesteps the traffic. He doesn't panic, and he throws the ball, his eyes constantly looking downfield. But I think we're in the last of the Mohicans uh, with guys like that. you got to be able to have some movements because what happens if you don't? You get hit and you get hurt. And so my comp to Matt Jones was actually Jimmy Garoppolo because he reminded me a lot of Jimmy when he came out of college and that Jimmy was really good in the box. He was accurate. He was smart. He knew where to throw the football. But if they take that short pass away from you, then you start getting hit. You start getting hurt. I never thought I'd see back-to-back years like this. And listen, starting out 36 years ago, I never thought I'd see it in the SEC. I thought I'd maybe see it out Pac-12 back then or Pac-10 back then, but I never thought I'd see it in the SEC. But the big difference is Joe's ability to maneuver around that pocket and Joe's running ability, which that that's not a strength of Mac. He's a better athlete than people are giving him credit for, uh, but he's not a guy that makes a lot of plays with his feet. Joe did. Mike, where do you see uh, Justin Fields ending up? And what's the knock on Justin Fields? How did he go from the number two overall rated quarterback to behind Zach Wilson and possibly Trey Lance now? He got caught with the mud of the offseason. I've been doing this long enough. I know where it comes from. It comes from the other agents. Mm-hmm. They sling it at him every which way but loose. And they attack a guy that they think that they can go after. And they did with Justin. I remember Justin coming to our quarterback camp here. He was 15 years old. He was a cut above then. Here's the big knock on Justin that's unjustified. People say, well, he's a runner. No, he's a better passer from the pocket. You're not watching Ohio State football if you say that. Is he a good athlete to run with the football? Yes, he is. But he's really more comfortable throwing the football from the pocket than he is off the waggle. And so he's taken a lot of unnecessary hits and tracked the agents of Mac Jones. And, you know, you can sort of figure it out, Trey Lance, and they spread it. And they give it to the national guys. They run with it. And now, you know, the way it is social media, it doesn't take much to have a firestorm of events. Did he have some difficult games last year against Iowa Northwestern? Yes. But then what did he do, you know, when he got in the Final Four game? You know, and he torched them, just absolutely torched Clemson. So is there some development there? Yes. But what I like about him, he's smart. He's accurate. He got the knock for not being a hard worker. That's a bunch of BS. Yeah. That's horse hockey. You know, he, he works really, really hard at it, and he spends a lot of time in that film room. And you can tell when you speak to him. But he was the target guy for a lot of people, agent-wise, that are connected, that can go to people with ESPN or Fox or CBS, whoever, and they spread it out all over. And it just takes one person to repeat it. And then it's all over then. But – 
I still think he's going to be a guy picked in the top eight. I think you'll see five quarterbacks picked in the top eight. If Mac does not go three, don't be surprised if Detroit doesn't take him at seven. Anthony Lynn's the offensive coordinator there, and he is really close with Mac Jones's quarterback guru. And I'm just telling you, uh, we all know that Jared Goff is one and done with the Lions. One and done. And so I would not be surprised to see that happen, that Mac go to Detroit in some manner, either a little trade up or at that seven spot. You look at, you know, who's available uh, at that position. Does Washington make a move towards fields? Uh, you know, they're not real strong in quarterback. And, uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a nice bridge guy. Uh, Denver, are you sold on Drew Locke? Okay. You, you, you can answer that pretty quickly. Uh-huh. And there's always a surprise team. There's a team there that's sort of lurking, waiting to see how all this feels out at three and four. Because I think the spot that could be really the target area for a trade is at four. I've had a couple teams tell me, hey, listen, if this goes down like media is reporting and Mac Jones goes to San Francisco at three, they're going to have a host of people trying to tag to get Atlanta's pick at four to get Trey Lance. Woohoo! I'm here for the drama. Let's get to Thursday, but uh, first we need a little more time to get a few more bets in. Wow, this thing feels like it's completely up for grabs after those first two picks. So you've heard from Mike Dettelier and Charles Davis. Let's go to some of the betters analyzing this deal. The Bear, Chris Felica, and Will Brinson over at CBS are next. Also, we have news on the Chicago Casino. Hmm. The Chicago Casino. They were calling it the Mega Casino. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday mornings, 8 to 9, on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Score listener line is open 24-7, 365, and powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. on 670. The Score, I'm on Twitter. Hit me up there. Follow me, at Joe0670, at Joe0670. Here's your news on the Chicago Casino. Bidding is now open for the one and only Chicago Casino, which the city expects to generate $200 million on an annual basis. They plan on making an announcement on a location in early 2022 and hope to be open by 2025. It must have an iconic outdoor space, a five-star hotel, and there will be slot machines at O'Hare and Midway as part of this deal. You guys can make your jokes about all the envelopes going around over the next year. You might remember when the bill passed. I was in Springfield covering it at the time for 670. The score, they were calling it the Mega Casino. So all the casinos in the state, they've already started some expansion. Now once we get there, think double that size. That is the plan for the Mega Casino, wherever it's going to be. Also, it sounds like we could have some movement this upcoming week that would allow you to bet on Illinois collegiate sporting events legally. So we'll keep you updated here on Early Odds. If we get any news on that front, uh, we'll certainly pass it along. But a pair of positive items uh, for you on this Saturday morning. Back to the NFL draft. Only five days away. We're here to help. And there are literally hundreds of ways to bet on this thing. And oh, aren't we all happy that good old Roger Goodell got vaxxed up so he can hug players. That'll be weird and probably some strange exchanges going on on Thursday, but we're happy uh, it's just back here. If you're wondering how these lines are set for overs and unders on players, it's the tweets from NFL newsmakers, anonymous quotes you're seeing in draft stories, mock drafts, and they move these numbers on money from sharp betters. Will Brinson, one of my favorite guests to talk NFL with, and uh, believe me, he's getting down. You'll hear about it. Here's Will Brinson on BetQL Daily rolling through his NFL draft prop bets. I've got Jamar Chase under 6.5, uh, Jalen Waddell under 11.5 for a couple of units, Kyle Pitts under 5.5, Rashawn Slater under 10.5, J.C. Horn under 13.5, I mentioned Mac over three and a half, Justin Fields third pick, Trey Lance third pick at around three to one each. Over four and a half wide receivers, I got at minus one sixty. Um, ETN first running back plus one fifty, and over five and a half quarterbacks in the first round at four to one. So that's not twenty and a half, but I got a lot of action on that first round. This point. <laughs> and, and bets will be added. Oh yeah, I mean, if I, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to get credit at it first before I can add any more bets. I got a golf tournament to bet on this weekend too. Who do you think the first defensive player drafted is? I mean, it's probably Patrick Sertan, just because I, I think the majority of teams are going to have him on the top of their board. But if I was betting on it, I would take J.C. Horn at eight to one. This edge class is a disaster. There's the guys, the two guys from Miami, Jalen and then and Rousseau. I think they could fall down further further than you think. I mean, 
Jalen, the, the, the first one, he, he retired from college football for a year because of concussion. Who is taking him in the first round? Somebody, nobody is yeah. talking about that. I mean, that's crazy. You're going to take a guy who retired for a year from college football. I'm not questioning his love of the game or anything, but if he gets two concussions in his rookie season, how is he going to continue playing for you? And you just spend a first round pick on him. And the Rousseau, you know, Drew Rosenhaus is having to come out and tweet that, oh, no, no, everybody's taking him in the first. That's a giant red flag right there. Um, Micah Parsons, somebody, you know, you just hear he might tumble a little bit just for uh, various reasons. And so, I think you've got to look at the cornerbacks. There's no defensive linemen that are particularly good to, to take. And if I'm doing va- if I want value on it, I don't know that Sertan and even money is necessarily a, a great pick. I think you could probably put some on horn and then maybe hedge your horn bet with, um, you know, with the Sertan bet. If you wanted to make sure you don't lose anything, I, I think horn is the play though at eight to one or, or thereabouts, just because there will be teams that have him above Sertan on their draft boards. And all it takes is one. I mean, same thing with Slater and, and Panay Sewell in terms of the first offensive line. Are you jumping into the market of uh, position of the team's first pick? Like some of these things have been moving like crazy. I know some people got uh, Patriots to take a quarterback first at 10 to one. And, and that is now one of the favorites there. Are you diving into that? I think the the Bengals were sort of walking through. Eagles, I think, were plus money for an offensive lineman and plus money for a wide receiver, which you know, you could get banged there if Atlanta go if Atlanta trades out or Atlanta takes Trey Lance, which you know, I, I mean, everything you hear is that they're you know they're gonna. I mean, Kyle Pitts feels like the pick at four, but they could certainly get an offer to, and decide to move down or or just say, hey, you know what, we do think Trey Lance is the guy, but he needs two years, and that fits Matt Ryan's time frame perfectly. So those are the two scenarios where then the the Bengals take Kyle Pitts at five, and you and you get hosed on that. But plus money at offensive lineman and plus money at wide receiver feels like a, a free roll. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've said that in my life. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And it's a uh, plus 120 on offensive lineman, plus 120 on receiver for Cincinnati. May- maybe we can help people with that market in this way. Are there any GMs that after uh, following how they run drafts over the years? Okay. They're going to go on biggest need. This specific general manager is just going to go best player available. So maybe you don't want to, to bet into this with, with this specific team. One of the teams that I think the Panthers and the, and the Giants are sort of interesting. And, you know, I mean, I think the Panthers present an interesting option here, potentially. I'm looking at William Hill. You can get defense is plus 230 for Carolina, their first pick of the draft. I, mm-hmm. I would tell you that people are sleeping on the Panthers possibly taking a cornerback at eight. Now, I, I, I agree with the generic, general logic that Carolina is going to take either Panay Sewell or Rashawn Slater. It makes a ton of sense. They just traded for Sam Darnold. They know they have to give him some protection up front. They don't have that right now. Greg Little is ain't it. You know, he might not even be on the roster come the beginning of the season. So if they have a chance to grab a, a, a player they believe is an elite left tackle, I think they'll probably do it. But at plus 230, it wouldn't be crazy at all if they took Sertan or Horn at, at eight because cornerback is a major need. This is actually the direction I'd go. They're plus 130 for offensive linemen, plus 375 for a cornerback. So I think the yep. cornerback there is worth potentially a little dabble. And if I'm looking at the Giants here, plus 250 for a wide receiver, plus 280 for an offensive lineman. I, I, I think either one of those, and maybe you could, uh, you know, maybe you could figure out a way to do the math on the, on the, on the hedging there to make sure you don't, you know, you can guarantee a profit if he takes one of those. I think I'm like six of 10 on, on correctly selecting, not just like the position, but the player that Dave Gettleman takes. 
I'm uh-huh. telling you, man, I really think he's going wide receiver because I think there's a good chance that Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith are both there, and that, that's the key. Both of them have to be there. I, I do believe he wants an offensive lineman who can help Daniel Jones, and I think that's probably their biggest need. But when you think about where Dave Gettleman's at, they have to win this year for him to save his job. If they stink this year and if Daniel Jones is bad this year, then he's not going to keep his job. And he signed Nate Solder, who they can kick over to the right side. I know he's not good but he's a body and they're going to play him there. I don't think they want to draft a developmental offensive lineman. Andrew Thomas looked pretty sharp on the left side um, last year, acclimated well towards the end of the season. And so in my mind, this Dave Gettleman just feels like either going to add Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith, assuming they're there. So I think two plus 250 is pretty nice for the Giants to draft a wide receiver. Devontae Smith plus 250, Jalen Waddle plus 600 you can find right now. I told you there were a ton of markets to attack. That was Will Brinson from CBS Sports and the Pick 6 podcast. The Bear, Chris Felica from College Game Day, dropped by BetQL Daily yesterday. I asked the Bear which player high on the board does he have reservations on, and he shares his top three bets. Here's Chris Felica. I I think just because of the team that – I root for and, and the team that I follow in the NFL, the New York Jets, uh, the, the player that they're being uh, associated with, Zach Wilson, is someone that I have a, a lot of hesitancy uh, taking him second overall in the draft. Um, I hope he succeeds. I have a hard time really taking the 2020 college football season and really putting a whole lot of stock into it. Uh, I think you really need to go back and look, and it's probably this year is as much of a a guess as anything because of the ridiculousness of last year and and the way the schedules came together and who played and who opted out and guys who may not have played for two years. And and I think if you look at Wilson, BYU's schedule was like 70th in the country last year in in a COVID year. Two years ago, this is a guy that threw 11 touchdowns and nine picks and his QBR was 57. This year, this past year, 2020, he had 33 touchdowns, three picks, and his QBR jumped up to 89. So is that legit or a 32-point jump in in, in QBR uh, based on these odd circumstances? Is that real or is that just kind of uh, a victim of circumstance? And then I think you look at BYU, the situation that they were in with that offensive line. I mean, he had a, a tackle who was 24, a tackle who was 25, his center was 24, like the youngest guy in his whole line was 22. So he had, I mean, just because of the circumstances of BYU with a lot of older players coming back from their uh, Mormon missions and, and getting to play, just physically, these guys were, were so much better and, and so much more mature and developed to handle uh, a line of scrimmage against a lot of teams who were sending 19, 20-year-olds all, all down at, at very like lower-level type schools in the FBS. So, uh, look, I hope Zach Wilson pans out, but I would have a lot of uh, concern about taking him number two overall. Chris, which uh, widely available draft prop uh, still out there do you love the most? Well, I think there are three of them. And I am not a guy who has hesitation and concern about a number being juiced up as long as the, 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 the actual bet itself is there. Like the over under four and a half wide receivers, I've seen it like 210. I've seen it 240. I've seen it to like whatever the number is, as long as it's still four and a half, it, I have little hesitation in, in making that bet. 
you, you look, you got Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Jamar Chase, Elijah Moore, Kadarius Toney, Terrence Marshall, Rashad Bateman. All of those guys have been mocked in the first round. That's seven of them right there. That doesn't even include like Rondell Moore, Deami Brown, Tutu Atwell guys who are going to go at the top of the second round. I, I, so you've got a wiggle room there of like of the f- first seven guys I, I mentioned, two of them cannot go in the first round and you still win that bet. Uh, just because of the way the NFL offenses are now, getting players on the field, uh, getting weapons out there, stretching it like over four and a half wide receivers, I think it, is basically free money. And, and the other one that kind of goes hand in hand with that is over on the number of offensive players out there. I've seen, uh, 17 and a half out there. I don't know if that's still there. I've seen 18. I've seen 18 and a half. Um, I, but 19 is still, the, is anything less than 19 is still a bet for me because I come up with a minimum of 17. You're going to get five quarterbacks for sure. You're going to get one tight end for sure. You're going to get six offensive linemen for sure. And you're going to get five wide receivers for sure. So that's 17. You're very likely to get at least one more wide receiver and one, one more offensive lineman to get to 19. And it's still very possible that Najee Harris could go in the first round. It's still very possible a, a team could reach at the back end of the first round to get an extra year of control for a quarterback, whether it's Kyle Trask, Davis Mill, Kellen Mount, whomever. And so, like, I think possibility that 19 to me is the most likely number. So if you can get anything less than 19, I'd still mm-hmm. go over. And, and then the one that's for the, for the really not faint of heart is under one and a half tight ends. I saw at minus four seventy five at William Hill. Like yep. other than Kyle Pitts, who's going in the first round, like Pat Frylermuth is not going in the first round. Brevin Jordan is not going in the first round. Hunter Long from BC is not going in the first round. So if you're, if you're one of those types of people that are just looking for a bet and you don't care about the price and you got the outlay for a week, if someone takes one of those tight ends in the back end of the first round and it hits on two, so be it. But that, to me, that's just a bet you have to be willing to lose. Do you feel like there's a good play on anybody other than Pitts being the first non-quarterback taken? Uh, Penny Sewell, I guess, it, it would, would be the guy. I, I don't think Atlanta would take him at four. Could you see Jamar Chase maybe being that guy at four? Uh, I guess ultimately Jamar Chase would probably be the guy I would, I would think would be, would be the play to, to make there in the first non-quarterback. Uh, I, I think Sewell is probably Bengals at five. Like what the Falcons do at four I think really determines – a whole lot of bets and how they're going to be graded and decided in this stuff. But if you, if we're looking for like a, like a player, like head to head or kind of what player goes first, maybe look at JC Horn being the first cornerback uh, taken a plus 300. I believe he was like, I, everyone's just assuming Patrick Sertan, uh, just because of the name recognition, Alabama, uh, he'll be the first quarterback taken. I think it's a lot of name with him. He's more of a boundary quarterback. Can he run with some of the other wide receivers in the NFL? Like, I think Horn is more explosive. I think Horn is more versatile in the cornerback position. And I know that there are teams out there that like Horn more than Sertan. So whether it's the right team picking in the right spot to take him before Sertan, I don't know. But, but I think Horn at 3-1. to one, is an interesting situation where one of those, like who's the first player to be taken player X player B. I, I, I might take sure. a little look at that. Did you notice that both Chris Felica and Will Brinson each went out of their way 
to drop Horn's name as the first corner taken and possibly the first defensive player drafted. Just a thought. Something to keep in mind. If you like that sort of content, you can listen or watch BetQL Daily weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon on the Odyssey app, the Odyssey Sports YouTube stream, or subscribe to the BetQL Daily podcast. The 147th running of the Kentucky Derby is seven days away. Jim Miller continues to help us prep. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670. The score, a ton of NFL draft information for you this morning. There's a multitude of ways that you can bet the draft. A lot of fun covering all that. And the sports calendar says the greatest two minutes in sports is seven days away. We'll break that down in just a moment. Big news here. Points bet drive through registration today. From 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Club Hawthorne Crestwood, you sign up for points bet, the fastest and easiest way to bet on sports in less than two minutes and without ever having to leave your car. COVID safe, welcome gift for new in-person signups. So if you don't have that points bet app, you should take uh, advantage of this at Hawthorne Crestwood. Well, Jim Miller over at Hawthorne Racecourse has some details on this. What's going on this Saturday, Jim? You know, what's going on, Joe? Yeah, it's all about trying to make things easy for everybody now. And with the moved in-person registration, it really kind of limits your locations and opportunities. So points bet, this is a huge plus for them because they have three locations in Northern Illinois. Now you have the drive-through set up at Crestwood. And like you said, in two minutes, this can all be done for you. And when you're coming up to the draft, you have so much going on with other sports and that you can drive up put your information in, get it all set, and be on your way, and and you can do this in a matter of minutes. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, we've got the 147th running of the Kentucky Derby. We've been uh, trying to get people prepped over the last few weeks, but um, I guess technically it's Derby week, right? It is. Derby week to me starts seven days out, and that's because everybody's getting their final workouts in leading up to the Kentucky Derby. We're going to know early next week what the fields are for the Kentucky Oaks and for the Derby. And here's the thing. You can pre-wager the Derby the Friday before the race at Hawthorne, at any of the Club Hawthorne OTBs, or through our app. But now is when you have to start looking at these horses to say, who's primed and ready to win this race? Because there's only one thing we really know, Joe, and that's that essential quality is going to be the favorite in the race. I'm looking to some a little bit more of a price prelays in here. There's three horses that could be kind of rising up right now that could all be a decent price. I, I like Known Agenda, who won the Florida Derby. I like Superstock, who won the Arkansas Derby. I like Rock Your World, who won the Santa Anita Derby. So now it comes down to, on Tuesday, what their post position is. Hopefully they don't get buried on the inside or on the far outside. But I think you're going to find some value with any of those three horses. Okay, so again, Known Agenda, Superstock, Rock Your World. Keep a close eye on those horses in the draw, right? Yeah, you got to keep a close eye. And they're all different running styles, too, which is cool. Rock Your World is kind of more of that front runner. If he draws well in the middle of the field, there's a chance that he can go out and steal that race. But if he gets stuck down along the inside or on the far outside where he's kind of forced to go and you have a little bit more of a quick pace early on, a horse like Known Agenda is going to come from off the pace. Superstock just rallied behind a contested pace in the Arkansas Derby. And for those horses, they don't necessarily need to have that perfect post because they're just going to kind of drop in out of the gate and then they're going to have to work their way through traffic. But that might be where you find a little bit better value too. 
Jim, let's provide some clarity for people because I've been getting hit up over yep. the past week on social media, just asking, how do I bet on the Derby? We have legalization here and I'm looking at all my legal apps that I have on my phone and I don't see a section for the Kentucky Derby. So yep. can we bet on it here with these legal apps? Can you do it with the club Hawthorne? What's the best option for the people? Yeah, so now that we're a week out, all of those Derby future pools have really closed now. So now you're waiting for the entries to come up early in the week. And when those come up, then you know the field. But then what you have is all the numbers attached to the horses, too. So then you open up the possibility of exact, the trifecta, superfecta, all your daily doubles, pick threes, pick fours and that. But you really want to wait now until Friday to place those wagers at the earliest because the entire card will be offered on the Club Hawthorne app. All of the wagering options, too. So you can bet a day ahead of time. Or you can bet on Saturday morning. You can walk out into any of our OTBs, too, and make those bets and then go home and watch the race. But really, now you want to wait until the weekend to put those wagers in because a lot of sites may just offer you win wagers or not offer any wagering at all. So Friday is really going to be that day where you can make your next set of those wagers. The Club Hawthorne app is the way to go. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest, like he is every week, Jim Miller, from Hawthorne Racecourse. What about the races for today? Yeah, we got three races to look at today. They're all stakes races here. So we'll start out at Oakland Park, race 10. Bet the four Jackson Traveler to win in place. This is a horse that raced really well in its first start of the year last out and should be tough. Then you go to Pimlico, race 10. This is the Federico Tessio stakes. This is a prep for the Preakness. So watch this race a little bit, but look to the eight horse. May the horse be with you. Bet that one across the board. The horse has a lot of speed and could wire the field. And then Santa Anita, race eight. Bet the four horse Harvest Moon to win in place. This horse finished fourth in the Breeders' Cup distaff last year, but won't be the favorite in this start. Jim, I know you bet a lot of NBA props throughout yep. the basketball season. I've got to tell you, I'm done betting the NBA till we get to the postseason. It, it, it is worse than ever. The line moves that we see, five, six, seven points on a daily basis. No idea until maybe 30 minutes before tip-off who's going to actually be on the court. It's like if you're betting the NBA right now, it's kind of like a full-time job. You've got to do your gapping yeah. early on, maybe grab some numbers early, but you also have to be near your phone or computer right before tip-off so you know who's actually playing in the game. Well, and here's the thing about it, too. You have these teams that have a solid playoff position. Say you're one of those solid top six teams. You don't know who's going to be rested that night either. So you want to, you have to look at that and it affects point totals big time. Then you have those teams that are trying to play their way into the play in tournament. So you have to look at that aspect too, but it, it has, it, it's been so wide open. We've seen it with the bulls, their fluctuations just between points, between how they play. I mean, they, they, they laid an egg against Cleveland uh, during the week in a game that they were favored in. So you kind of have to shift on to the next sport. So I guess we move on to baseball player props. But I'll tell you, Joe, trying to figure out strikeout props is almost as tough as trying to figure out NBA player props. Yeah, it's been challenging so far. That's unfortunate because I really liked uh, betting them. So the ones that are available, a lot of them are very juiced on the overside. But I I'll tell you, Jim, so I haven't been doing the strikeout props as much because they haven't been as readily available or not early yep. in the morning, but I've been doing very well with the underdogs. It's alarming. The number of underdogs, like we've been going back and forth throughout the week. I, we're at a point right now for most of the year, we have more underdogs winning straight up than favorites. The market is still trying to figure out which teams are good. 
Well, and that's what they got to figure out. I mean, at the start of the year, the Red Sox weren't supposed to be very good, and they're, they're doing great in the East. Kansas City off to a great start in the AL Central. I mean, you look at this week, I mean, the, the Minnesota Twins seem to be struggling each and every day. You don't know who's going to win. You don't Astros. know. The Astros, the Astros had a horrible week last week. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about it is look at the Yankees, too. I mean, we know the Dodgers are going to be there. After that, it's a huge unknown right now. I think our White Sox are going to figure it out as long as Tony doesn't burn every bullpen arm out by the All-Star break. But otherwise, I think there's so much unknowns, and the underdogs is probably the way to go. No doubt. Until further notice, stick with those. It's going to swing back the other way. It always does. But for right now, you can't go wrong betting some of these underdogs, getting that plus money. Uh, to use in your bankroll. Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse at Hawthorne Jim. Jim, we will talk next Saturday, the day of the Derby. Oh, it's a big day. We're going to have all sorts of wagers for you. We're going to have exactors, trifectas, horses to bet across the board. We're going to make a lot of money, Joe. Thanks, Jim. If you missed any of the last hour, a reminder that you can always use the rewind feature on the Odyssey app or subscribe to the Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski podcast, which will be posted shortly. We went heavy NFL draft betting this week since it's our last Early Odds before the draft. If you're into this sort of draft betting info, uh, you can get more of this all week before we get to Thursday night on my BetQL Daily podcast. Just search BetQL Daily on the podcast catcher of your choice, or you can listen and watch live 9 a.m. to noon on the Odyssey app, the Odyssey Sports YouTube page, and on 105.9 FM HD2, The Bet, here in Chicago. Talk Monday on BetQL Daily. Inside the clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw is next, so catch some tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.